Ducks fans, are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host, Mike Walters, along with my co-host, Eddie Richard. And we have a better show for you this week. The uh, The Ducks ended up, uh, you know, ending their losing streak. Uh, they had a couple up and down games, kind of a roller coaster week. They played uh, four contests. They ended up winning two and losing two. So we'll go over all those games, plus uh, some news around the league. There may be a coach that's available, and, and there's a lot of energy around what's going on um, with Chicago and Coach Quinville, so we'll get to that. Uh, of course, some fan questions as well, and uh, some other fun topics, um, in, including Ducks and, and the love of hockey. So we'll get to all those uh, throughout this show. So I guess let's just start with the week, uh, Eddie. The Ducks, they um, played Columbus. They ended up, you know, finally uh, ending this losing streak. Uh, another game where we, we saw the Ducks get a lead. We thought they were going to win a regulation. They were up 2-1. to one. They ended up giving up a goal late in the, the third period. Uh, but they ended up pulling this one out, Eddie. The Ducks, uh, you know, uh, behind Fowler's hat trick, uh, pulled off the uh, 3-2 win in overtime and ended the losing streak, finally. Yeah, um, it wasn't the Ducks. I think it was Cam and and the goalie that ended the losing streak. Obviously, goaltending is not the issue this season, but Cam decided, you know, he wanted to step up his game, and enough is enough, you know. Um, and he wanted to, he he wanted to his game. Uh, he had some puck luck. The first and last goal he scored were it seemed a little lucky, but he was in the right place at the right time because he got there himself, and and he wanted to to be that factor. I was always told that the best players in hockey, uh, whether you play in a rookie league, a beer league, a rec league, the NHL, or whatever higher league you play in, you know, um, the best players always want to be on the ice of the rink when the game matters the most. And, and Cam wanted to, and it showed. And I'm so glad he got the hat trick. And the only problem I had with that game was I'm bringing a hat to every game now, and I was planning to go to that game, but I was playing beer league. So I, I, it sucks that I wasn't there because I really wanted to throw a hat, which I usually sit in the 400, so it's not going to get to the ice, but I just wanted to throw a hat just to, to be part of that crowd that threw hats. Yeah, I mean, I know what you're feeling. I've had that a few times at games, too, where I've had my hat and I'm wearing it, and then a hat trick happens, and, I, and I'm there and I toss it, and then someone down the lower section tosses it, and then, you know, it's all good. But then there's other games where I don't wear one and it happens, and I'm like, damn it. So it's almost like you you know you want to have one with you, but yeah, I agree with you as far as this game. Uh, overall, the Ducks they did outshoot uh, the Blue Jackets, which we talked about in the last show. The Ducks haven't done that that much this season, uh, but Fowler was the one that got all the goals, got basically the Ducks the offense, and like you said, uh, Gibson again played a good game. Um, Getzoff was not in this game; he was out with an upper body injury. But uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best performance, but thank God they finally you know, ended the losing streak. Um, you know, in the, in the middle of the game, there was a little bit of a scare there. The uh, Blue Jackets did have a goal that was waved off because of a penalty uh, that was called. So the Ducks got a break there a little bit, but it, it was the uh, the penalty that did cause uh, Columbus to get that goal. So it, w- it was the right call. But anyways, overall, the Ducks, you know, 
like we said, didn't play their best game, but played enough to win. Uh, they were zero for five on the power play, which wasn't great, but they did also stop uh, Columbus. They were zero for six on the power play. So, like we said, we felt a little bit better in the beginning of the week. We didn't tie the all-time, you know, eight-game losing streak set in '96 and uh, 2011. So, you know, you were hoping, okay, the Ducks at least turned it around a little bit, and you know, we'd see what would happen later in the week. They uh, then had to go to LA and play the Kings, and well, the Kings had been struggling. Uh, of course, they fired their coach. We talked about that before. Jonathan Quick is out for a long time, so they've got Campbell and Net. So you're you're thinking, okay, the Ducks beat Columbus. They go to LA, uh, you know, even Getzloff's back in this game. You're, you're thinking good things, and yeah, not so much. The Ducks uh, in this game, they give up two goals in the first period, one on the power play to Dustin Brown. They get down 2-0, and, and basically the Kings cruise after that. Um, Kovalchek gets a goal. It's it's 3-0 in the second. Uh, the Ducks get one uh, back, you know, by Kessler, but uh, this game, it wasn't really a good performance. They did outshoot the Kings, so they, I mean, they've... Finally not giving up so many shots, but they're 0-4 for four on the power play. And nothing just really went right in this game, Eddie. Uh, once the Ducks got down uh, early in the first period, it just seemed like uh, they just couldn't quite, uh, you know, capitalize and, and get, you know, going against this uh, depleted Kings team, really. Oh, yeah. They let a player like Kyle Clifford, no disrespect to him, they let him walk right in like he's a McDavid superstar over there and score his goal. Like, come on, guys. I didn't see any will for the Ducks. I didn't see any fight in them. If the Ducks would have won this game 4-1 to one, like the Kings did, I'd still be disappointed, and I'd be disgusted by the game I saw. There just wasn't any fight in them. There wasn't, you know, it's a freeway face-off, a, a, a freeway series, and they weren't finishing checks. They weren't hitting. It just, they would skate hard to the guy, and then, boom, they would stop and give the Kings player that, that opportunity to make a good pass. I mean, you guys don't like this team. They don't like you. Put the hitting up, put the fights up. It just, this game was, I want to say pathetic. And it was disgusting. I, I had more fights in a beer league game on you know, on third, or Wednesday and more hits than the Ducks did and Kings. And it's it just, that's not the way to play the game. Like This game was, was hard hitting, a fast physical game. I, I'm not saying go take cheap shots at all. Like, don't get me wrong, you know. I'm just saying, play the game how it's supposed to be. Like, the integrity game is the most important thing, and the Ducks didn't bring it. I, I, I don't know what's going on with this Ducks team and why they're not, you know, engaging in that, that physicality like they should be. But, I mean, this was kind of boring. I mean, they, they played in Staples. I felt like I was watching the Lakers and some like mediocre team play basketball. Yeah, this game, you know, this was one that you and I talked about on the last show. And we said, hey, if the Ducks are going to try to get some momentum, if they're going to get some firepower, they're going to get more physical. This was a game that we marked on the calendar for this week. And you're right. It, 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 but you're right. It didn't it didn't come out this game. This game was very vanilla, like you were talking about. I mean, it was somewhat boring at certain times. Obviously, the Ducks got down, you know, 2 nothing right away, which didn't help. But yeah, there wasn't a lot of fight in this team. I mean, granted, you know, they still didn't have uh, Manson in this game. They actually got him back in the next game against Calgary. But, I mean, you can't rely on Manson to go around hitting everybody all the time. And that's what I'm noticing with this team is there's there's not a real, you know, a lot of hitting going on. I mean, um, I, I did see Eves pick it up uh, this week, uh, especially in these last couple games. So did Getzoff. But overall... Not a lot of physicality in this game. I didn't really see a lot of animosity in this game, which I was kind of surprised. I didn't see a lot of that. You know, it just seems like every time the Ducks and the Kings play, 
there's always this extra enthusiasm. There's this extra jump in their skates. And I, you know, like you talked about, I really didn't see it in this game. And it seems like too, this season when the ducks get behind Eddie, uh, if it's one goal, it's one thing, but once they get behind by two or more, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I mean, they just seem really deflated. Oh yeah. They just give up. Um, on one of my beer league teams, we like the last three seasons, we're like we're dead last. Like we win one or two games for the whole season and playoff comes and we just dominate the always first place team that destroys the season. If we score one, two, three goals against them, they just give up. And that's exactly what the ducks are doing. It's just, just they just go on cruise control. Like, Oh, whatever. Like, you know, we're still collecting a check. Let's not care. Like I have no idea what's going on with the, with this team. It's just, it's, it's puzzling, and especially with the Ducks and Kings. I had even a – I went to a Kings bar because where I live, the only bar I usually go to with, you know, a decent crowd, they're all Kings fans. And they were telling me, like, yeah, this game is just – it's not the same how it was the last few seasons. Like, this rivalry used to be, you know, people you know, would, would hate the Ducks, would hate the Kings. But they were just playing like they were playing basketball. Like, I don't know if – the LeBron James came to town and everyone just changed in California or what's going on. But I mean, something has to change. Something really drastically has to do. And we'll discuss that later on the show, what that change needs to be. But I mean, I wasn't happy with this game and I don't care if the Ducks would have won. I still wouldn't have been happy of what I saw from the Ducks playing this game. Yeah, I mean, it, overall, it was a it was an uninspiring performance. I mean, that's all you can really say, unfortunately. But the Ducks then uh, returned home and they played uh, Calgary the next night, and they ended up winning this game. And you had Calgary coming to town, who's first place in the Pacific. Uh, you know, they do outshoot the Ducks in this game pretty bad, thirty nine to twenty four. But the Ducks, they actually, you know, come out strong in this game. You have Silverberg scores early. Uh, it was kind of funny because I actually uh, ended up sitting right behind the Ducks goal for this game. Usually I sit really high, but uh, a good friend of mine, um, Alex, uh, had some extra tickets. So I ended up sitting in his seats. So I saw Silverberg's goal right in front of my face and I was cracking up because, you know, it looked like uh, Smith had stopped the puck, but then it, it squeezed between his arm and his body and it ends up going in. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's a good start. And then, uh, you know, un- Uncle Rico comes in too and he scores right after that a couple minutes later. So, Ducks are looking better in this game. They're up 2-0. Uh, of course, they give up a penalty, and Kachuk scores at the end of the first period. And then, uh, you know, the game after that seemed kind of just back and forth. The second period, not a lot happening. A couple scoring chances here and there. And then uh, the third period is when Calgary really tried to make a push, and they actually ended up scoring shorthanded, which was, you know, just a, a bad breakdown by the Ducks. But... Uh, fortunately for Anaheim, Getzloff then comes around, scores 27 seconds right after that to regain the lead at 3-2. to two. Big momentum shift right there. I felt like Calgary, if they uh, if they would have kept playing right you know, after that 2-2 tie, they probably would have had a good chance to win this game. But the captain comes through, and the Ducks end up holding on to this one, and they win. Still wasn't the best performance, but they got a good start. Ryan Miller was a net uh, this game. And the Ducks pulled it off. I, I you know, uh, they played a little bit more physical in this one too, uh, Eddie. And you know what they did in this game and the game against Minnesota, even though it didn't quite work out as well in Minnesota. They they went back to those lines that we talked about. They went with the Raquel Getzloff Eves. They kept the Cagliano Kessler and Silverberg line together. 
And at least in the Calgary game, it seemed to work pretty good uh, until the third period. It seemed like the Ducks obviously playing back to back. They they seemed a little bit tired, but, you know, overall, they were able to pull this one out. Um, I was happy that they, you know, got the win in this one. You know, it looked like the first two periods were pretty good. But, you know, despite coming out a little flat in the third, they're able to, you know, hang on. Yeah, and win. I mean, but by analysis of this game, I really can't comment that much because I didn't watch this game and I still haven't caught up yet. I, I had a, a beer league game, a playoff game. So, um. I really can't. I, I was just listening to Dan Wood over there on radio, and if you guys don't listen to AM, you know, 8.30, Dan Wood and Steve uh, Carroll are really great. They're just – they're awesome. They have Ducks cues. Uh, I suggest you listen to them. But from what I what I heard, I mean, the Ducks, just, they had that little bit of fight. And Getzloff, you know, led by example, and once they scored an assist, instead of putting their tail between their legs, Getzloff's like, no, I'm going to get it back. And he did, uh, you know, Raquel and, of course, Fowler, who's, he's catching fire, you know, now with his three goals, and he, he had the assist on, the, on that goal too. So, I mean, I, I was glad to see that, that that fire, that spunk, I mean, especially bouncing back from the loss from L.A. because that, that was a bad loss for them and the way they've been playing. So it was good to see that. Um, that Beerly game I had, though, Mike, I, I, I talked to you about this too. Man, we had, I want to say, six fights in that game, including a line brawl at the end. Holy crap. Like, the – it's sad to say this, but my beer league game had more fights in one game than the Ducks had the whole season. And we're just beer league. I mean, yeah, granted, this league I play in is the highest division I play in right now. And yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm probably like the second to worst player on the team, but I, I just give it my all. But I mean, our team, we're, we're hitting people. We were getting hit back. I mean, I have a probably a loose eardrum if that's possible, meeting checked into the glass so hard. Um, I felt like a real hockey player playing that game, especially at the end with the full line brawl. It was just crazy. But I wish I could see that from our Ducks team. And, you know, I said that on a previous show before, like, where is that dirty Ducks? It just seems like we're just being, you know, gentlemen Ducks. Or not gentlemen, because that's a good word. But, I mean, we're like walking on eggshells and trying not to crack them uh, this season. It's, it's just crazy. With the Kings game, with the Blue Jackets, and in Calgary, it's just yeah, we won that, and I love the fight in that. But there's no really fight after that, you know. No, I agree with you. I mean, I think uh, you know they got Manson back in this game, which was good, and you know obviously they had missed him on the blue line, so it, it was helpful to have him out there, and and you know he's given it his all, he's doing his hits and whatnot, and he uh, also played in the game against Minnesota. And, you know, these these two games, it looked like uh, Eves and Getzloff were really flying and hitting people. But, I mean, those aren't necessarily the people that need to be doing all that, you know. And, and, you, and you saw in that game against Minnesota, uh, you know, it kind of left the week on a sour note. The Ducks got outshot in that game, 43-21. to 21. But it, the same kind of thing happened that we talked about. They got down early. Uh, Greenway scored on a goal that it looked like Gibson blocked it, but he didn't. And then you had uh, – uh, Zucker and Granlin basically just completely raping the Ducks defense, uh, for lack of a better word. I'm sorry, but they did. They they both got behind the net. Uh, they passed to each other and they scored similar goals back to back. And the Ducks are down three nothing. And then you know that this game's pretty much over at that point. I mean, uh, the good thing was uh, Aberg did score on the power play and he's now tied for the team lead with five goals. But other than that, the Ducks this game I thought against Minnesota is probably one of the worst ones that I've seen in the season. And um, there was no excuse. I mean, they kept those two top lines together like we talked about. They didn't play terrible. They played all right. But um, 
the bottom six played terrible and the defense played terrible in this game. And uh, it was really frustrating. I mean, you see your former coach, you know, Boudreaux, which a lot of people were glad he was gone, or maybe some of you still want him back. There's a lot of mixed emotions still regarding him. But uh, I think right now some people would probably choose Bruce over Randy, uh, especially the way this last game went, Eddie. Uh, this this game was the worst game of the week by far, in my opinion. Well, I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, I, I might be inebriated from last night still, but I, I'm, I'm really confused about you talking about a game from last night because from what I've seen, I didn't see the Ducks play last night. I just saw them get walked over by a Minnesota team, which per- I personally hate more than the Kings. Um, I don't know what the hell was going on last night. And if I was allowed to use the F word, I would explicitly use that. We have before. And it, <laughs> Well, I would use it in like about 12 different variations <laughs> to describe last night's game. It, it was, it was disgusting. I'll just put it that way. I, I, the ducks didn't show up. I felt like I was just watching the wild, you know, you know, this game last night seemed like I was, you know, just drinking on a Friday night playing NHL 19. And I, I passed that level of intoxication where like I'm playing on rookie level and I'm getting scored on like six times. Like the ducks just did not come to this game. Like, I don't know if they're trying to make a stance on, on, you know, they're not listening to their coaching staff. I mean, I don't know if we should mic the ducks up and they have an Uber ride. I have no idea. It's just, and we'll discuss that later, but, I mean, this game last night, I really wanted the Ducks to win because I hate Minnesota, but they just didn't come to play. And Minnesota played the Kings last night, too. They, you know, they were tired, but the Ducks just, I don't know, Mike, what the hell is going on? I'm about to watch basketball. If a few more games, I'm about to transition to basketball. I mean, who's the top team in basketball? I'm about to be a bandwagon on that team. Yeah, it's it was frustrating. You know, this game, like you said, they played the Kings the night before, and they had Stalock in net for this game, the backup goalie, who's not that great. And we've seen that before yes. with other teams playing backup goalies against the Ducks. And you and I, New talk- York. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, Columbus did too. And we talked about this on, on the show last week that, hey, if you're playing another team, whether they played the night before or not, and they're, and they're putting in their backup goalie and then they're putting in their star goal against the other team, I'm sorry. I, I take that as, oh, we could just put in this goalie. The Ducks aren't playing well. We could just beat him with our, our number two guy. I take that as a personal insult. And I would use that as motivation to want to burn that other team's goalie even more. And it didn't happen last night. I mean, the Ducks did do a lot of hitting. That was good. There actually was a fight in the game, which I was shocked. You saw Luke Shin go with uh, Folino. They went at it, which there's some history there. They've had a couple fights before in the past, which I was I was glad to see that. I, I did see some of the physical game pick up, which I was happy about. But overall, it still was a poor performance. They weren't connecting the passes again. They weren't keeping the forecheck going. And, uh, you know, you're playing your former coach. They played the night before, and they're playing their backup goalie. I, I don't know how much more motivation you need against this team to want to beat them. And uh, I just didn't see it. Like I said, they, I think that first goal it really deflated the Ducks right off the bat. Um, like I said, they did play more physical in this game, which was good. But in terms of you know everything else, it, it just didn't work out. They they weren't getting the pressure with the puck. They weren't winning the faceoffs. They you know they got outshot really badly in the beginning. It was 19 shots they gave in the first period. Um, I, I just felt like Minnesota came out and I felt like they were the rested team that took it to the Ducks. And 
I don't, I don't know, Eddie. It, it's it's a frustrating uh, thing. I mean, at least the Ducks won a couple games this week. They ended the losing streak. So, I mean, not all is terrible. But, yeah, I mean, they're still not, you know, going in the right direction. Uh, they maybe halted it a little bit by, of course, winning some of these games. But the biggest news, I would say, that really with this week that caused the whole stir – uh, was Coach Quinville getting uh, released from Chicago, Eddie? Because once that happened, everybody went in a fury. You know, that happened in the middle of the week. And, of course, all the stuff's going on with the Ducks and everybody going nuts. Um, and I, I had a bazillion people asking me about what do I think? Should they pick him up? You know, with the way that the Ducks are doing and what's going on. And, uh, I mean, would I like him to be the coach of the Ducks? I, I don't think anybody's going to say no to that. But let's be real. The chance of him coming to Anaheim? I just don't see it happening. And I and I think this is where we get into the issues with the Ducks, not just with the, the lines and the chemistry and the things that we've been talking about. But the problem here is, one, the Samuelis aren't going to spend that kind of money to bring Coach Q to the team. Let's just be real. That's not going to happen. So the owners aren't going anywhere. So we know that. But the other part of this equation, I think, that we need to focus on, Eddie, is a lot of people are mad about Randy Carlisle and, and you know, what's going on with the team. And how their performance has been. And rightly so. You and I don't disagree on that. And I don't think anybody does. But the other part of this is Bob Murray. A lot of people I don't see talking about Bob Murray as much. And I think the issue is, is if, if say, we wanted to get another coach, Murray would have to let go of Carlisle. And if he does that, then it looks like he's a failure. So I don't know what you think about that, but I I just don't really see a new coach coming because if if Murray does that, it's going to be, you know, egg on his face. I just don't see it happening. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Robert at GT350RK was mentioning that, too. If uh, Brian, you know, Murray fires Randy Carlisle, it kind of be like admitting he was a, a, you know, a failure to begin with bringing him back and hence why he, you know, he won't fire him. And I, I think that's that's probably like the number one reason why he's hanging on to it because that stubborn level and it shouldn't be that way i mean the ducks are struggling and they're drowning and we shouldn't be the team we have regardless of injuries we still have a you know a great team when our rookies are ready to play and, and they have so much potential but they're not being utilized in a way that they can benefit the team and um it's just it's puzzling and i think it's time to go and i've said this what one two three four shows already I don't believe in bringing back a person you fired. I mean, you fired them for a reason, and eventually you're going to get the same bullshit that you fired them for. I mean, man, I'm not going to go and call my ex-girlfriend from 10 years ago, be like, hey, let's rekindle the, the fire. <laughs> and then, you know, 10 years later, five years later, like, hey, well, let's break up because the same reason why I broke up with you. I mean, it makes zero sense. Um, uh, K-Rock Chip, uh, she, she said it the best when she uh, tweeted me saying, uh, uh, quote, that's my guess. You talk a big game about demanding change, yet you keep a guy who is 100% known for not changing. That that hits the nail in the coffin. Carlisle is not going to change. Yeah, he, he might change here and there, but when things, you know, when push comes to shove, he's going to resort back to his original plan, original training. And, and, and it shows this dump and chase, this predictable system the Ducks are doing, it, it's not working out for the Ducks. Like, like I said before, I, I never wish anyone to be fired and lose their job. But a person like Carlisle, I mean, he's not really going to lose anything from being fired. He'll get another gig or he'll be an analyst or, you know, there's more opportunities for him. But, I mean, it's time to to cut cues and, and let's, you know, let's move in a different direction and let's 
do the best for the team because that logo on the front is more important than any person's name on the coaching staff, any person's name on the back of that jersey, just like Coach Herb Brooks said in that 1980s team. So let's do something and make change. No, I mean, that, that that's another question, you know, that George asked too, you know, is everybody calling for Carlisle's head, but, uh, you know, should Bob Murray be concerned? And I would say I, I all of us out there, like I said, I think a lot of people are focusing on Carlisle. I, I think he should be concerned. Uh, with the way that this team is is doing. I think that they finally got some of the lines put together. Like we said, they put the Getzoff and Kessler line together. I I think, uh, if I'm right, that's the first time the top six, you know, has been the same two games back-to-back, I think. I'm not 100% sure, but we talked about how the lines are always changing and everything's out of whack, but they did do that for two games, worked good in one and not so well in the other. But, um, you know, other than that, they're not really figuring things out. And I don't see Carlisle going unless Murray goes. So that's kind of where we're stuck. And I, I, it sucks, but I think we're you know kind of in a holding pattern. I think unless the Ducks go on another big losing streak, I don't think Carlisle's going anywhere, and I don't think Murray's going anywhere. But uh, I definitely think Carlisle should be gone, like everyone else is saying. And you know, Murray, I, you know, maybe it's time to to do something different because. What's going on right now with the team isn't working. You know, the only other thing that they could really try and do is work out some kind of a trade possibly and try to bring in somebody if they want. They still have Perry. He's on the uh, long-term injury reserve. So they still have extra cap money uh, if they wanted to try to do that. It is a tough thing depending on who they would trade if, if they were to send somebody somewhere because when Perry comes back, obviously that money gets reapplied to the cap and then you'd have to move somebody. So, I've seen some people out there talking about trades and whatnot, and I, I'm all for it. But just remember that if the Ducks do some kind of trade, that when Perry comes back, something has to be done because, uh, you know, they don't want to go over that cap. So they're kind of in a tough spot with, uh, you know, him being out at least for a couple, another couple of months, as we know. The uh, the Ducks did get back Nick Ritchie in the, uh, the game against Minnesota. So that was one good thing. They're still down a few other players. Uh, Holes are still on the IR as well. Uh, Roney's still on the IR. Uh, Kase is still on the IR with concussion uh, issues. I know a lot of you have been asking me about that. There is no real update. Um, obviously, he's been skating with the team. is the only update from the last couple of days, which is a good sign. But concussions are nasty. They can affect you for a couple hours. They can affect you for days or weeks. So he's still been out, but we're hoping that he's going to come back. And... Uh, it looks like uh, Comtois is about ready to uh, come off the IR. Um, just got a note that he's uh, looks like he's going to be uh, on a conditioning loan in San Diego. So that looks like he's getting ready to come back. So that's a good sign. They do need him back. But even with all this stuff going on, uh, for me, there's no way Carlisle goes anywhere unless two things happen, Eddie. It's either one, the Ducks go on a major, major losing streak again, or the Samuels decide to pull the plug on Bob Murray, which I, I don't know if they'll ever do that. Yeah, and that's frustrating. Um, Murray, uh, just oh man, it's it, it's frustrating. He he's been our GM for a while, but just like I told you in the off season and, and last trade deadline, he, he doesn't seem like he has faith in the team. Like, I mean, I don't care if you go and and try to get a big name player and fail. But just have the attempt to better the team. It just didn't seem like he was doing that. It seemed like he was just content with the Ducks just being mediocre, and that's not right. 
a professional hockey team should not be mediocre. Every fan of every team that you, you cheer for, I don't care if it's the Buffalo Sabres or Hurricanes that have been in the bottom or Coyotes, you should have an expectation of being, you know, 82 and 0, which is not going to happen, but you should have the expectation. Um, Murray just didn't do anything to better the Ducks that much. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, he signed some contracts at, at great prices. Raquel, Henrique, uh, hence the name Bargain Bob. But, I mean, he's not really doing anything to, to push us over that edge. I mean, this is this team should strive for the Stanley Cup every single season. I don't care if they, you know, if they have no one on their roster of significance. They should have the expectation. Like, we're, we're the Ducks. We're a SoCal team. Like, you know, we're, we're a good team. With the with the Kings and the Ducks, like SoCal is not a place to come and relax anymore. It's a competitive hockey world, but I mean, RGM it just doesn't see it that way. It seems like I mean, I, I've talked to him a few times and, and had a one on one with him when I was in Colorado, and it was really cool. Just you know, talk business with him and him telling me like, oh, you know, you're not like all the other fans, just just saying the same thing. You actually know your hockey stuff. Yeah, I mean, this is this is my life. I. I I just divulge in hockey stuff, but I mean, something has to change. And obviously our team hasn't been getting better. We've just been like keeping it mediocre. And I don't know about you, but when I'm on the freeway and I see everyone going 80 miles an hour, I'm not going to keep going 65. It's it's crazy. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a good analogy. I mean, that's what's going on and it doesn't get any easier too. I mean, you've got the ducks have a couple days off. They have Nashville coming to uh, town for the uh, military appreciation uh, game which we were giving away two tickets to and uh actually you know we can we can actually do it now you know Eddie, if you want to announce the winner we um if you didn't you know catch it but we had a giveaway on our facebook page for two tickets to someone that is a, a veteran and we had a lot of uh, uh submissions and we appreciate all of them and of course we can't give it to every single person but i come from a family of veterans and eddie is a veteran so we're happy to give two tickets away and uh, we'll we'll just do it right now, uh, Eddie. If you want to at least announce who the winner is, and then um, you know, uh, thank everybody else for all your service. Yeah, uh, winner is a Rick LeBounty, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I apologize if I'm not, but you're a veteran, so I mean, you don't really care if I pronounce it wrong. But um, I actually want to say uh, thank you to all my brothers and sisters out there that are veterans. Um, I'm a veteran myself. I was in the army for four and a half years. And I, I say half because they basically training. I, I don't really count that crap, but um, yeah, it's just, we have a certain brother and sisterhood that no one will ever understand. And we've gone through things that, that we can like talk amongst ourselves and, and be, you know, just be blunt when we see another veteran. Um, And I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for you, you guys taking that, that, that chance and, and you guys signing up and, and serving our country. It just, it, it's so amazing. And, I mean, I, I love you guys just like you're my, my family because you guys are. And what we what we did and continue to struggle with in life, in everyday life, it, it's something that no one can take away from us. So um, I thank you guys for that, and especially being a veteran. And, and congratulations to Rick for winning that. And your picture was really cute. I mean, I can't imagine being deployed and me having a kid and not seeing my kid because I was in deployment. You know, I it's just something, you know. Man, something I can't even I can't even like say because I don't have a kid that I didn't see. Oh, well, I don't really have kids, but I mean, I it's just 
amazing. I'm like right now I'm stuttering some loss for words, but congratulations. I really hope you have a good time at the game and, and I won't be at the game, but just I'm there in spirit and I'm just like hugging you, bro. Like that's just really cool. And to all my, you know, brothers and sisters out there, I'm hugging you too as well. Absolutely. And we're glad to, you know, help out and, and give a couple tickets away for that game. And like we said, it's, it's going to be interesting. The ducks are going to have to play Nashville this week. Then they're going to have to play Vegas and Toronto. So it's not going to get a whole lot better. So, you know, the same stuff's been going on with this team that we talked about before. It's, it's nothing really uh, different. They're still struggling to get shots on net. They're still last in the league in that they're uh, second in shots against. We talked about that. Um, they actually improved a little bit in their Corsi puck possession stat, but this isn't really saying much. They're now ahead of Ottawa, who Ottawa is having a lot of issues. And uh, I guess they're having even more issues in Ottawa, Eddie. There's, um, you know, some other, you know, we talk about league news. Uh, you want to talk about, I guess, some kind of Uber ride and uh, somebody recorded something. Something's going on over there in Ottawa. Again, more drama. Oh, yes, Ottawa. Uh, this is one of the occasions. I said it numerous times in the offseason. I'm saying it again. I, I usually say no matter what happens to the Ducks or the Avs because I watch them too. I always say, thank God I'm not a Kings fan, but I think everyone in the hockey world is saying, thank God I'm not an Ottawa fan. Uh, apparently, the Ottawa Senators took an Uber ride uh, after a game in uh, Arizona. There we go. And they were slamming their coach, our assistant coach. They were slamming the organization. They were laughing about being last in a certain like penalty kill or like special teams play. And it was nonchalant. And some of those names that Weidman and Duchesne, which are kind of the rookies, are not rookies, I'm sorry. Uh, they were like the veterans in that team. And Duchesne has a leadership role. And they were just nonchalant about being mediocre and being just that bad of a hockey team. Now, here's my thing about it. I understand that we all have jobs and none of us you know, are billionaires. If you are, that's cool. Um, if you want to support me, uh, hit me up on my social media. Are you going to But that's a different story, but I mean, yeah, the Uber driver, he effed up bad. He should not have done that. And I really hope that Uber fires him and never lets him drive in that capacity again. Like, cause he was hundred percent wrong to, to do that. And I'm pretty sure he got paid money to post that. However, professional athlete, let that sink in. Professionalism comes first. And these athletes are, are, our celebrities, quote unquote, I mean, they should have the expectation of not having privacy, especially in someone else's car. People have been tweeting me and writing me on Facebook. Oh, well, they have an expectation of privacy, blah, 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 in their car. It's not their car. It's his car. And there's no expectation of privacy in a vehicle, especially in Arizona and California. I mean, we all been in high school. We all had sex in a car before. If a cop comes up, guess what? We're in trouble for doing that because it's indecent exposure or some kind of crime. I mean, they should have exercised more professionalism in that aspect. I mean, yeah, he was 100% wrong in my opinion, and I side with the players, you know, nine times out of ten. But in this case, I mean, he's just trying to get paid. I mean, he's driving an Uber. He's an older gentleman. And I don't know if you guys watched the video, but when once they announced that they were Ottawa Senator professional hockey players, his eyes kind of lit up, and you saw that light, light bulb under his head or over his head. Um, it, it, it's bad. You can't sla- – yeah, Go ahead and slam your your coach and your team behind closed doors and no one's going to hear. I was in the Army, and let me tell you a story real quick. All of us were in the Army, and we didn't like our leadership. And we're sitting there talking shit. 
just the whole like you know like before official work call we're just saying our leadership sucks and blah 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 well we didn't know that our leadership was in the room we thought it was empty so we're sitting there just for 15 20 30 minutes whatever just talking crap the door opens and we all had that like deer in the headlights oh shit moment and our leadership's they smoked the hell out of us. And if you guys don't know what that means, you know, civilian wise, they took us out and we, you know, we had to just do exercises and it's not fun exercises. They didn't, they, they do that until you throw up. The only reason why we didn't get an article 15, which is like, you know, like you, UCMJ punishable actions, which will take away our money and rank because we had to like, we all lied and said that we were talking about a different leader, which we weren't, but and we had to write something. We had to have punishment. But I mean, as a soldier in the army, I should have, you know, been more tactful and been more professional about that, and and been aware of my surroundings, which these players should do as well. Um, it's an unfortunate thing, and a shame on Uber if they don't fire that driver. But I mean, it is what it is now, and, and Ottawa is just that much lower. Like it's just it's it's bad. Yeah, I, I that news that that was crazy to me. I mean, it, you know, and I guess it just goes back to the thing that hey, everywhere you go, there's somebody uh, recording you or listening in or whatever. So you get, need to be careful. I mean, that's that's really the lesson there. Uh, regardless if you think that the driver was wrong or whatnot, you know, and, and the players, it's it's like yeah, you're upset. You want to voice your opinion or whatnot, you know, time and place, you know, and that, that's what we do. We do it on this show. That's our time and place where we voice our stuff. So that's how we take it out, uh, you know, and how we feel. And, you know, I guess the other the other thing I want to touch on with this team is and, and it may be an unpopular decision uh, on my, my part or a thought on my um, stance on this. And, and people out there, you know, we're talking about this team and we're talking about, Puck possession numbers, the offense isn't doing this, the defense isn't doing that. Everybody's frustrated. Uh, you saw Gibson uh, go grab uh, Fear, put him in a headlock in that Minnesota game when it was uh, four to one. Uh, so towards the end, he goes and does that. I don't know what Fear said. And uh, I know, Eddie, you've played goalie before. I, I, I have mixed feelings about what happened. I, one, I don't like it in the sense that he went after him and had, a, and had kind of a Jonathan Quick moment. But but I I understand exactly why he did it. I mean, the way this season has gone and all these shots being piled up, you know, averaging almost the worst in the league besides Ottawa. I, I get why he's frustrated. Plus, who knows what Fear said? I don't know. But he was obviously talking crap because Gibson is just standing there. Then you see him look to his right like, really? So obviously something was said too. So there's that whole angle of it. But my whole thing, I think – after seeing, you know, the Ducks have been through these uh, these games so far. Uh, the Ducks don't deserve John Gibson. They don't. Not right now. I honestly think that they should put Ryan Miller in net more often. And I know you're probably sitting there going, "Wait a sec, you're crazy." No, I'm not. I'm not saying put in Miller more games than Gibson. I'm not even saying fifty percent. I'm not even saying that at all. But after what happened in Minnesota and all that craziness, it's obvious that he's getting run around and. To me, if I'm a coach and I'm trying to send a message to the guys, I'd be like, look, you guys aren't bailing him out. I would put Miller in here and there. I'm not saying craziness and saying he's number one now, but I would give Gibson a break for a game or two because I, I just feel like it's him against the rest of the, the team out there, Eddie. And, you, and you've and you played goalie um, and you've seen that kind of frustration. I, I mean, I, I think he's still number one. He should be out there a lot of the time, but – 
how long before he gets hurt or more pissed off and does something? I mean, he didn't get called for a penalty on that play, which I was really shocked. But to me, I think he needs a break here and there because, you know, this team is – they don't deserve him right now. They're not playing in front of him the way that they should be. And that's that's my two cents. You may think I'm crazy, but that's just how I feel. I just don't think that he should be out there getting slaughtered every game. And if the Ducks play a crappy game like that, that, hey, put Miller in for a game, give him a break. You know, I, I mean, they have a couple of days off, so he's probably going to roll again against Nashville. But uh, in the future, I, I that's just my take. I would put in Miller a couple of times just – you know, give Gibson a break and tell the team, look, you guys need to start figuring this shit out. But that's just where I'm at. I, I was frustrated last night. I'm kind of still frustrated today. Um, what do you think, Eddie, as far as, you know, the goalie situation, that whole incident with Gibson and Fuhrer and everything? I'm not surprised. And I can see it in the way he's been playing now and more aggressive he's been. He's pissed off. And, and he has a right to be. His team's not playing in front of him how they should be. And it just it's not right. I mean, as a goalie myself, I hate it when my team just kind of just half-asses things and they're just slacking. Like, no, I'm your last resort. I mean, yeah, I want to play to the best of my ability and I want to like stop 100% of the pucks that come my way. But when I'm getting, you know, a two-on-one or that one, two, three, four, five chances on me at a time, I mean, it's going to go in. Like, I'm not freaking – I'm not God. I, I, I can't stop everything. And I mean, I had an incident, uh, my beer league game last Sunday where I had my uh, second roller hockey shutout. So I had my, my, my ice ones a few times, which ice is a lot easier to play goalie, but I had my, my roller shutout and I was going on what, 27, 28 saves already. And one of the guys was really close to my net. I tried to push him away. I gloved the puck and held it and he's whacking my glove hand two, three times. And my team's just standing there, just letting him do that. I got pissed. I ended up like throat checking the guy with my stick. Like, dude, get the hell off me. And I started yelling at my team. Like, dude, if you guys aren't going to play for me, why the hell am I playing for you? And that's exactly what Gibson probably feels like. He just, you know, I I see it game, game in, game out. Players are coming in front of that net. Uh, You know, look at that Kings game. Dustin Brown, when he scored that goal, he was in front of the net. Just asking Gibson if he wants to go to dinner and have a date or something. It just, I mean, he's... I, I freaking Dustin Brown swiping right all the time and, and no one's doing anything. Len Holman's sitting there watching him. Like, come on, dude. Get in front of that goalie. Put pressure. Defend your goalie. Play that physical game. When someone comes in that net, kick their ass out of there because they're not supposed to be there. And it, it seems like the only person that has that fire in the eye and that, that, that motivation and that fight in them is Gibson. And like I told you guys on numerous shows, I wasn't a Gibson's fan to start with. And I, I ragged on Gibson about his play. But you know what? I was wrong. And I'll happily admit that I was wrong. Gibson has – I think Gibson's one of the best goaltenders in the league. Actually, no, he is the best goaltender in the league right now. And if he had a better team in front of him, I mean, the stats and, and his name would be a number one in all categories. I, I completely agree. I, I mean, he's still putting up outstanding numbers uh, despite everything that's going on. And I mean, I just, I feel for him. That's why I, you know, when I talk about giving him a break here and there, it's not because he's not playing well at all. I'm just saying that, you know, I I would be pissed off too. If I'm the goalie and my team's not coming to play, uh, you know, games like that. I mean, it's just frustrating. That's why I'm afraid of the long-term consequences. You know, we've played 18 games now. Gibson started in uh, 14 of them. You know, he's still got uh, good numbers. Like we said, he's got a 2.59 goals against. 
and a uh, .928 save percentage. So he's still up there. He's got one shutout on the season. You know, I, I like you said, he, those numbers would probably be even higher if the team was playing better in front of him. But it's frustrating. I, I just to see him, you know, have to fish these pucks out of the net. Um, you know, what really made me mad in the Minnesota game was that sequence where Zucker and Grandland scored back to back the same type goals, where they're sitting out behind the net, and they and they just scored the same way. I mean, it's just it's just frustrating to me. So, um, I mean, maybe that's one thing that they could try and do. I I doubt it. I mean, I, I think Carlisle's still going to ride Gibson all the way, but if the team keeps playing this way and we get down towards the end of the season, it's going to be a rough haul. So for me, I would try to give him a, a couple uh, breaks here and there. Like I said, I'd still ride him as number one, but, but maybe throw Miller in the mix once in a while. So that's something to monitor too. So. Yeah. We, uh, we, we actually had a question from at Miss Low Nicole about, uh, especially the, the way that uh, Dexton playing Mike, um, I'll let you answer first before I uh, interject, but do you think the Ducks are doomed for playoffs at this point or, or what? Well, and that's kind of what I'm getting into, too, with the goalie situation. I, I think the same thing is if you're going to put in Gibson, right now he's starting, you know, almost 80% of the games, which, you know, I, it's not terrible. But with the rate that all the stuff's going on, uh, if he gets injured or burnt out uh, towards the end of the season, then it's going to be, uh, you know, to me, it's going to be tough to, to try and make those playoffs. I, I rather... He plays maybe, you know, 60 to 70 percent of the games and Miller fills in a little bit more to save Gibson for later in the season. That That's the way I look at it um, with this team. I, I still think this team can make the playoffs. I mean, they've gotten back a lot of the players that we talked about. They got the top two lines together, which we hope that they'll keep and get some consistency going. So I think that they can still make the playoffs. My fear is that is if they do, though, they're going to make it as one of the wildcard teams and then they're going to get bounced out in the first round again like they did last year. That's how it looks to me right now, Eddie. I don't see it making playoffs right now. And it just it's sad because I had so like so much optimism started the season and I have that mentality. Hey, Ducks are going to go 82 and 0, which is not going to happen. And we're going to make the playoffs. But what I'm seeing in the Ducks play right now. No, like I don't know what's going on with them. And. As of right now, and I'm talking about, and I also support them regardless. I'll still watch every game I can, but I don't see us making playoffs the way we're playing. We just have no fight and no will. And if we did make playoffs, um, if you can get out in two games, I think the Ducks would be eliminated in two games, just the way they're playing. It, it's just not, it's not the hockey that that all Ducks fans are used to, and it, it's not you know the game that we're supposed to play. There's no, you know, hard hitting and stuff like that. There's no urgency. It just everyone's watching everyone. They're they're chasing people and not playing positions, and they're not willing to adapt to variable change. And that's the biggest problem. The Ducks, like they can't adapt. And I, I you know, like I said, it, it it's I know, you know, the coach has certain responsibilities and the players have certain responsibilities. But I mean, your coach is your leader. I mean, think back if some of you guys played sports especially hockey of your coaches back in the day. I mean, you're not going to defy him and do something out, you know, out of the box and just kind of like disrespect him like that. I mean, hockey players and and all athletes have that certain respect for people. So they're not going to do that. But I mean, something has to change. I mean, look at LA, they fired their coach and the boom. I mean, they're having, you know, they beat the ducks and they had a pretty decent game against Minnesota. I was watching that game because I was actually cheering for the Kings because I hate Minnesota more than the Kings. But (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I mean, something has to change. It has to be shaken up. Like either a coaching, like, coaching change, anything. Just hey, you know what? You guys got your coach fired, and I, I've never got anyone fired or in trouble in leadership. So I don't know how that feels. But if I have, I would. I, I'd feel pretty shitty. Like, oh my god, it's, you know, I was, you know, I contributed to this. Like it was my fault. Like, let me do something different. But I mean, the Ducks are just, you know, like I mentioned before that that Johnny Cash movie, uh, Walk the Line. They're just doing the same exact thing, just like this. Something has to change, Mike. And 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 we talked about this, you know, off the show too. Like, you know, when we went to the game last week, we we talked about the same thing we're talking about right now. It, it's it, it's something has to give, and our team is way better than this. I agree, a hundred percent. And I mean, everybody out there is already saying, you know, everyone else you talk to and. And other people that uh, have podcasts out there too and whatnot, everyone's saying, you know, Carlisle needs to go. I mean, that's, we all know that. But the problem is, is I don't, I think Murray has too much pride to get rid of him. That's why, unfortunately, I don't think unless the Ducks go on a big losing streak, he's going to be gone. Obviously, we all know that's the solution, at least part of it. He has to go. But, you know, right now, the Ducks are sitting in the wild card spot, or, or I guess technically tied at 17 points in the uh, Western Conference, um, Edmonton and Colorado do have a couple games in hand. So, you know, there's, they're tied point-wise, but they're they're sitting just outside because the Ducks have played a couple more games. So the thing is, they're still on that edge, which I'm, I'm thinking too, is that, it, you know, if they make the playoffs, they're barely going to make the playoffs. It's going to be a wildcard team, and then they're going to get smoked in the playoffs, at least as of right now. But yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta do something. We all know the coach needs to get changed. I don't I don't see, I don't I don't think there's anybody out there that disagrees with that. I don't think I've seen hardly anybody saying that Carlisle should be staying, because that's been a big problem. Um, like I said, you got some of the players back, you got some of the lines put together, and there was no reason for the Ducks to play terrible in that Minnesota game. I mean, you you had them playing the night before. With their number one goalie against L.A., they had their backup in. I, I mean, the Ducks should have taken it to Minnesota. You know, you just beat Calgary. Um, you know, that was a game I thought, okay, this this one's going to be all right. And then, you know, after that first goal, they got deflated. And, and that's another big issue, too, with this team. You know, the Ducks, uh, in these 18 games, after two periods of play, they've only been ahead four times. So... You know, 14 of these 18 games, they've been behind after the first two periods. That's not going to get it done. The Ducks got to start scoring earlier in the games. Um, you know, and, and those four games, by the way, that they've been ahead after the second period, they're undefeated. They've won all four of those games. So if they have a lead by the second period, there's a pretty good chance they're going to hold it and win it, obviously because of Gibson and Nett, as we talked about. So... That's another issue. They're not getting off to good starts. They've had some, you know, bad second periods too. We talked about that. Uh, you know, we've seen that in previous seasons, and and that's reared its ugly head this season too. There's been some of those middle frames. They've done terrible. So there's a lot of things they need to work on, and we, we've talked about it. And, and now you've got the players back. I mean, yeah, you're still missing a couple guys. You know, like we said, Comtois still out, and a few of the other guys, but. I mean, they need to start turning around, and it, it's, it's a broken record, but Carlisle needs to go. Um, I don't really have anything else to add to it other than, you know, we'll see what happens this week. We've got some some tough games going on. But uh, shifting gears a little bit, uh, Eddie, I know there's some more league news you want to talk about. So what else is going on around the league that uh, you want to talk about before we wrap up everything? 
Yeah, well, obviously the Kings fired their coach and brought in an interim coach, so that that's number one. We talked about the Ottawa players and the Uber incident. Um, Lucic getting fined. I was not a fan of this. Yeah, I mean, I think he should have got a game misconduct for punching someone on the floor with his glove. But, I mean, this is hockey, and if you're going to take a liberty at a player and cross-check him in the lower back, I mean, you should be expecting that kind of, you know, liberties being taken on you. One of the few things I want to talk about that are actually really happy and positive, number one, uh, Brian Boyle, that fought and defeated cancer, scored a hat trick on Hockey Fights Cancer Night. Um, I think that night I was a New Jersey Devils hardcore fan and Brian Boyle fan because he just said, you know what, fuck cancer, pretty much. Excuse my language, but I mean, when it comes to cancer, I, I don't play around. And I think that's the, the best way to describe my thoughts toward cancer. And, and I'm glad for him to get that and his family. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was an emotional game for him to scoring the hat trick. I mean, it wasn't given to him, obviously. I mean, no team gives up goals like that. For Ducks news, uh, Don Wright, our national anthem singer, with the beautiful voice, which almost brings me to tears every game I'm at. She's dealing with some vocal issues, and she's working with the, you know, with someone that, to help her with that. So uh, I wish her a speedy recovery, and I really can't wait to see her back again um, for that. And then um, I don't know if you guys caught the feature story that I wrote on Ducks and Pucks about Robin and Eric. If you guys didn't see that, a little synopsis of that is uh, – Eric posted a thing on Ducks Nation about, you know, if there's a single woman that wants to, you know, accompany him to a Ducks game, he was going through some adversity of his own and he just wanted to get out of the house and, and just kind of hang out with a fellow Ducks fan, you know, a female, of course, you know, and just see, you know, as a friend. He didn't expect anything of it. Uh, well, they ended up getting married and I, they found love and got married. So I think that was really cool. And it's just, it's good for them. And I, I wish them nothing but the happiness. We at Ducks and Pucks, we sent them to a game versus Columbus. And that's when uh, Camp Fowler got their hat trick. So I think they're good luck. So I, I don't know, Mike, I think we had sent them to a game again so we can get another good game like that. But I mean, with all the tragedy that happened this week with the fires and the shooting, I, I just, that story was just, you know, you know, I'm a negative person to start with. And then seeing all this negative stuff happen in the world. Hearing their story really touched my heart, and it was just really cool to see and, and, and brought a smile to my face, and I was glad I had the opportunity to interview them and have a feature story on Ducks and Pucks. And I, I, I thank you too, Mike, for uh, allowing me to take that story and run with it and, and post it as well. No, and I thought it was uh, you know, a great uh, story that you did, Eddie, and I think, like you said, the timing of it was great as well. Uh, you know, So much going on this week. Um, you know, uh, we send all our sympathy to everybody that was affected from the shooting at Thousand Oaks. And then, of course, you know about the fires as well. Um, it hit me on a personal note. One of my friends uh, owns a ranch in Malibu and he lost everything. Uh, he had a bunch of animals, too. He he saved some of his animals, but it, it's done. He lost everything. I actually um, found out during the game uh, when they were playing against Minnesota. So I, I was really not in a good mood uh, watching that game because of what was going on on the ice, but also what was going on off the ice. And I had a chance to talk to him and offer him support and whatnot. And um, he said that uh, he and his wife barely survived. They said that they uh, had the fire department come and, and they got out of there. And only a few minutes later, uh, his entire ranch went up, uh, a ranch that had been there for 70 years. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. And, 
I'm happy when we're able to do things to help other people. You know, we're sending a couple uh, uh, to the veteran game, you know, and, and, you know, you sent the, that couple to a Ducks game. Uh, we also donated money to, uh, if you haven't, you can go to the uh, Venturi, uh, excuse me, Ventura uh, County Community uh, Foundation. It's actually vccf.org, and you can donate money to help them out as well. So th- that's one thing I guess I, I really like about doing this show and the podcasts and whatnot is maybe you don't necessarily agree with what I have to say or what Eddie has to say or the things that we do. Maybe, you know, there's there's people out there that, that also uh, – you know, cover ducks news as well. And, and there's people that, you know, not necessarily always agree with the way that we do things, but the one thing that, you know, that you can count on for myself and Eddie and everybody else here is that, you know, we try to give back to the community and help out as much as we can. And sometimes, you know, things out there are bigger than the game of hockey. And, and yeah, we're upset about how the ducks are not doing so well and we want a new coach and we want them to do better. But, uh, you know, don't take for granted, you know, you know, just all the other things that we have out there. You know, if you have a decent home and a decent family and and the fact that we can uh, go to these games and cheer and whatnot. You know, it, it's been a crazy week. Um, it's been a roller coaster on the ice. It's been a roller coaster off the ice. So uh, I'm hoping that, you know, most of those people can get their lives put back together. It's going to take some time. Uh, my friend told me it's, it's going to take him probably about at least a year before he gets everything redone. Um, so, you know, it's just some things to think about, just kind of put some things in perspective I'm not trying to be a Debbie down or anything like that, but, uh, you know, there's just stuff going on out there in the world. We appreciate the support from everybody. We had a couple new, uh, Patreon people this week. We had, uh, Aaron and Kelly joined. So don't forget about that. We're still doing giveaways. We're going to give away some tickets to the, uh, the Scott Niedermeyer, uh, game that's coming up. And we'll be doing some other stuff as well. We still have some watch parties that we're going to be working on. Scheduling's been kind of crazy lately, but we'll have those throughout the season too as well. So, you know, we thank you for this. Uh, Mike. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to, I wanted to just like chime in and, and throw in. Um, I mean, we all have money struggles and money problems. Me especially. Like I, 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 I don't make a lot of money. I'm just a college student and we're, you know, pretty much benefiting off my, you know, all my veteran stuff that I earned. Um, I mean, even a dollar can help i mean a, a dollar goes a long way i mean if everyone donated a dollar if all ducks fans donated a dollar i mean that can really help someone that that lost i mean everything they worked hard for so i mean i just you know, want to throw that out there and it, it, as far as um i wanted to touch on too uh, we had some incidents going on with other uh ducks pages um anaheim sports is a great ducks page to follow if you guys haven't followed them try them um I mean, if you guys, you know, disagree with us, that that's fine. That's no problem. I mean, we, we all have that right. I mean, just, uh, I mean, I want to thank everyone that listens to the show and follows Ducks and Pucks. You guys have a lot of uh, different places to follow, but you guys choose to follow us. So thank you for that. And if you guys have an issue, let me know. Send, send me a DM and, and let's talk about it. And let's, you know, we're on the same team. We, we all cheer for the same team teams. I mean, it's it's not like we're trying to go head to head with a, a ducks or a, a king's page. I mean, if you really have an issue with us, uh, send me a DM and we can talk it out. And if you want to just have a debate and have it streamed and let's have a debate and let the, the fans decide. You know, I mean, yeah, we're just fan pages, but you still have a have to have a special um, consideration, professionalism, especially that we're in the aspect of journalism, journalism, kind of things that we're doing and i mean we're all professionals i mean mike i know you 100 give it your all and you work 20 what 28 hours 
well, eight days a week, if that's possible. I mean, you work hard. I, I work hard. I, I, I do this thing day in and day out. I mean, I, I wake up the first morning and I check my phone to make sure there's no Ducks news coming out. Before I go to sleep, I check my phone. When I wake up in the middle of the night to use the restroom, I check my phone to make sure the Ducks didn't do anything just so I can put that out there as well. Um, I mean, we're all uh, we're all the same team, so we should just, you know, conduct ourselves as professionals, and we should be encouraging other, you know, places and, and promoting all each other because, I mean, we're, we're all ducks. So I just want to throw that out there as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree 100%. I mean, uh, you know, this week, a lot of stuff going on. Like we were saying, you know, uh, there's some things bigger than hockey, but, uh, you know, it, being able to do this stuff, uh, have a show and uh, write articles and whatnot and interact with people is fun. And, you know, it's, it's better to work together and, and promote the team you love together than, you know, try to, you know, make some kind of division between people. So that's the way I look at it. And, uh, you know, we uh, enjoy the support from everybody. Um, like, uh, Eddie said, I'm available too. I get people that message me all the time talking about different things and people that hit me up in between the intermissions out in the hallway talking about ducks hockey. And, and even if you disagree, um, usually it's done, a, you know, we do it in a respectful manner and then it all works out good. So, and I appreciate that. So like we said, it was see what happens with this team. Um, you know, there's, they, they won a couple games this week. They broke the losing streak. Uh, but you know, there's still more work to be done. So let's see what happens when they take on Nashville. Uh, for military appreciation. Oh, night. breaking news, uh, Mike. Yes. I, I just have a breaking news thing on my phone. Uh, Nashville is actually wait, – wait, breaking news. Sorry, guys. I, it happened right now. Nashville is un- un- unveiling a new banner saying they're playing the Ducks on Monday. That's <laughs> big news. Are you sure? I, I, wonder, I, I wonder what's going to be on that one. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're, they're saying it's going to be the Nashville Predators are playing the Ducks. And apparently they're going to pay for all the parking on Monday. Oh, that's a great deal. Thank you, Nashville Uh, Predators fans. I wonder if Johansson and Kessler are going to be out in the parking lot before the game. Maybe they'll be uh, sparring at it or whatnot. I'll pay money to see that. I would seriously. I'll pay money for the game and that. Oh, yeah. You know, this is another game that we're talking about. Like we talked about the Kings this week and didn't quite happen, but – if you're looking at a game for the Ducks to, you know, pick it up, I mean, hello, Nashville, you know, they don't like them. We don't like, you know, each other. So we'll see. Hopefully they can uh, turn something around on that game and, and, you know, hopefully get a winning streak going. So with that, we'll be back in a week. Let's go Ducks.